0: Alright, alright. So it's basically the off season, and it's my favorite part of the NFL season because everybody has a chance. So, for the Bet That Up pod, I'm going to do something a little bit different, something that I just, just came to my head this morning. I am going to do a position breakdown review aspect for the 2023 season. Let you know what's going on as far as grades go and since the Bears have the number one pick we are going to start with the number one position on the football field which is quarterback so I'm going to do a quick little breakdown of what happened with the quarterbacks this year what we're looking like as in the future as well but also want to take a look at what's going on as far as draft prospects go as well so just I want to thank y'all so much for tuning in appreciate you so much and of course like always bet that up Thanks for tuning in again. A quick little uh, housekeeping rules. I well, not rules, acknowledgments, I guess. Uh, Ended up just not recording during the playoffs after the um, Packers loss. Kind of just wanted to sit back, enjoy some football, not have to worry about the show too much. But I did want to come up with ideas and did want to get back consistent because the number one goal as the start of the 2024 season is going to be, is me to put this on Apple Pod so it could reach a larger audience. So, I'm doing, I'm turning back in. I'm I am getting back laser focused to be able to knock out these podcasts and perfect my craft so to speak. So, really big instance right now. Um, i going, going into the 2023 season, which honestly wasn't an overall failure. Uh, Bears finished 5 and 8 this year. Uh had a lot of ups and downs, started the season pretty terrible and went on the run, went on a actually really damn good run, so despite the despite going on the run, there is a lot of influx going on with the Bears, and the reason that is, is because Ryan Pose made a amazing trade, It was the first time I've said that as a Bears fan in a, quite a long time, and we ended up fleecing the Carolina Panthers out of their best player last year, and their pick this year, so... Digi Marcell on the team. He was signed to a long, long-term contract, and we end up getting their pick. And they were the worst team in the league last year. So, as of right now, we're picking one and eight this year in the NFL draft. I'm sorry, one and nine this year in the NFL draft. So, with that being said, there is a quarterback controversy, tribalism going on right now in the Twitter sphere about. Who is going to be the Bears' quarterback going into Week One of the NFL season? Now, I'm going to talk about that a little bit later on in the show, but first, I want to go back and actually look at what the quarterback room did last year as a whole. So, first one I want to go at as the, as the um, QB one, J JF one as as a lot of two fans fans call him Justin Fields, going into his third year and um, as a starter here in Chicago. And just being honest, the season was pretty okay. It was pretty okay. It was, There wasn't the sense of electricity that Fields gave us last year. And whereas you saw those long runs and those games that he had to put everything on his back and where he led... That he broke the record as far as rushing yards goes for, as a quarterback. We didn't see that, mostly because this year Fields was more of a drop-back passer. He was trying to play within a scheme. And that scheme that Luke Gatsby, the office coordinator, well, former office coordinator now, Chicago, um, that is now with the Raiders, was kind of him in him. So the first couple of games, the first two games of the season, uh, all losses to... Green Bay, Tampa, the Chiefs and the and the Broncos all of those were games where Fields passed the ball more than we actually thought he um was expecting him to. So, first week, uh Fields passed the ball about um, 37 times where he had where he completed 64% of his passes, but the the offense wasn't clicking. Mostly because the screen passes that Gatsy installed during the preseason were getting were pretty much getting scoped out by the Packers and they kinda of, they jumped on those passes pretty easily. And that led us to be on a really bad losing streak for the um for the first four games of the season, especially and that includes getting dominated by the Kansas City Chiefs forty one to ten. Uh and that's when you start hitting those ramblings coming out. About Phil's performance, him not being able to lead this team, and people looking at us getting, maybe being the second worst team, so us picking one and two this next offseason. Um, then things started slowly turning around. We get that big victory against Washington. Uh, Phil's, um was 15-29, to four touchdowns, um, really good overall game. He had a good game against Denver as well the week before. Uh, four touchdowns, one interception, but that's when the play calling and um, the the lack of wide receiver um, depth really read his ugly head. And we'll get into that in the wide receiver um, episode. But really, more focusing right now on what Fields did. That's when you. Um, that's when the momentum kind of was going in that in that right direction. And unfortunately, week six. And I hate to say this, but week six is when. Things started going south as far as looking at what what we're looking at with Fields because he gets hurt in the Minnesota game. Uh, Beijing comes out. Um, Beijing, Beijing comes in and he plays pretty serviceable in the loss to the, um, to the Vikings. We'll get to Beijing in a little bit. And those next four weeks are tumultuous as far as Bears fans go because it's Beijing, Fields, Fields, Beijing. And... It really didn't turn back into Fields' favor until we started going on a win streak twelve later in the season. Once we once he had a good game against Detroit, um, and then beat Detroit in week thirteen. So overall, this up and down season that um, that Fields had didn't take the step that he that most fans were looking for him to take. Taking my bias out, this wasn't a step. This isn't the year three jump that guys like uh, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson and uh, Patrick Mahomes took in the year three, where you saw them elevate their passing game. It it looked like he was still trying to figure things out. It looked like he was in the wrong system, or he could he didn't have that confidence in his arm or his ability to play quarterback. Uh, over um, overall, he finished with 19 touchdowns. I'm sorry, 16 touchdowns, 9 interceptions, 4 four rushing touchdowns, and 4 fumbles lost. Uh, overall, it came out to a little bit disappointing of a year, but if it were grading on a overall scale for quarterbacks in the league, I would have put them at a C. But if we were to look as far as Bears quarterbacks and what we've seen in Chicago, I'm gonna have him in here as a B minus. He only had one 300-yard passing game this entire season, but if you look at the numbers of him rushing and passing the ball, he had a he had he had multiple games where he was doing it on um, doing with his legs and his arms, and that's that's that realness of a dual that quarterback. That he was able to go out there and I guess Washington had two two eighty two passing, fifty seven rushing. Um, he had another another game. He had he had two twenty three passing and fifty eight rushing. He had one oh four rushing and one sixty nine passing. So it's it was those things that if the pass game isn't working. He's going to use his legs to be able to try to get, get games for the, the Bears, but it didn't happen enough, especially when you have guys that's coming out that may be a little bit more fitted to feed that homework for Chicago Bears fans. So, whatever thing to consider, especially with Justin Fields um, potentially going to a contract year next year, it looks more likely that Fields will probably be going out out, out the way, but... Overall, I wasn't disappointed in this season. Overall, with Fields, I think that he did good. He took care of the ball, not having double-digit turnovers. Yes, he did miss four games, but still, he it was a lot of those close games where he just didn't turn the ball over at all, and that's a pre, that's pretty good for a guy who struggled with ball security even in college. So, give him a B minus. Uh, don't know where he's gonna land. It's looking like Atlanta or Pittsburgh are the front runners right now to land Fields, but. Either way it goes, this was a solid year for our starting quarterback. switching gears a little bit to a backup um, we did have four games that Beijing started and one game that be well two games that Beijing got in in relief duty, so Beijing played majority of that Minnesota Vikings game in week in week six uh played the majority of that game, finished ten for fourteen, no touchdowns and interception. And Beijing had He had One really good game Beijing had one really good game Where And that was week 7 Against the Raiders 21 for 29 162 um, throughout the air And this is where You kind of You saw him and Cole Komet Get a really good feel of each other And that's what and overall that kinda gave Bears fans hope that maybe Beijing was the answer, that he was able to get us in those positions and win those kind of games. Uh didn't really work out the next uh next week against the Chargers had a really um he passed the ball thirty seven times and that is way too many times for your rookie undrafted free agent quarterback to uh, to pass the ball. Got blown out in that game thirty 30-13, uh, he had two interceptions that game, but the game that really sealed his faith as being a, a starter and turning the tide away from him and it being a quote-unquote quarterback controversy was that next week against New Orleans where he threw three interceptions in a game that more than likely we would have won. Just like I said earlier on about Fields not to turn the ball over, um, Beijing, Turn the ball over a great deal amount of time, so every time the Bears defense was getting a stop or a turnover, Beijing get the ball right back over to the um, to New Orleans, and it ended with a very terrible uh, interception to end the game, where Braxton Miller, even though Braxton Miller did get pushed into Beijing, Beijing stepped up with really bad form and threw a very a floating ball in the air for the last interception of the game. And we lost that game, seventeen to fourteen. We bounced back and and um, were able to beat Carolina, but this was a game that was one, it was ugly. It's a Thursday night game, but two, and equally as important, it was one of those games where we knew we were the better team, and we just needed to not lose this game. And Beje didn't have a touchdown or interception; he only passed for one sixty-two. So it was a it was a it was a game you think that you should get from an undrafted rookie from a D three school. Um, if I'm if I'm looking at a overall grade for Beijing, I'm gonna give Bajan a C minus. Yes, he's a undrafted rookie. No, he's not Brock Purdy, no we don't have those kind of weapons that Brock Purdy does. He did, did things bad. The lack of arm strength was something that you can clearly see from him. But he wasn't afraid to dump the ball down and he made really quick reads whenever he was out there on the field. So overall, I think that Bayson is a project at quarterback that he can actually be a backup on a couple of people's teams just because he has the ability to be able to go out and and play at a decent level and not lose the game with the right coaching and the right and, and go weapons around him. So what does that lead the bears right now? As Fields is getting ready to go and we're looking at potentially getting upgrading our uh, quarterback room First, we want to look at free agency. So, in the free agent market, there's not a lot looking in the quarterback position, especially if you're looking at um, fits for the Bears. So, we're looking at right now uh, the top. The top free agents are Kirk Cousins, who's 35 years old, Ryan Tannehill, who is the same exact age, Jacoby Brissett, Mitch Trubisky, Tyrod Taylor, and Marcus Mariota. Uh, none of these guys are start are. Are a great fit for the for the Bears, especially with where they are in their rebuild process. Uh, it doesn't make any sense to grab anybody else that is in the free agent in the free agent market. As far as quarterbacks go, we're going to be looking into the draft, and when we look into the draft, the biggest debate is with Caleb Williams, who is the clear quarterback one in the draft. So, Caleb Williams, USC quarterback. lit episode on him. A few, actually, be like probably three, four months ago, um, when I watched a couple of the USC games face to face, and honestly, Caleb Williams is the overall best quarterback in this in this draft class. I'm not saying this draft class is back. I'm not saying that this is the it has the multiple Hall of Famers in this draft class. I'm not saying that this draft class is going to have multiple All-Pro guys or guys are going to change the game in a in a very consistent way. I am saying that this draft class, if you look at the ratings, Caleb Williams, at a fresh um, fresh out of college as a junior, is the best one and highest graded. Now, I think that Michael Penix may have more um, may have more wins than um, than Caleb, depending on the situation. Uh, because Penix is a older player and Penix may go late on in the draft, so he may get a team that is already pretty well set up, and that team will have a chance to win more games than a team that, even whether the Bears or pick number two as the Commanders, aren't um, aren't a playoff team. You know they were far from it, so it's going to be more of a Learning process with Caleb Williams, especially um, with with um, with a new team, new offense, a different speed. Whereas Penix, Bow next to an extent as well. They will be they will be going into different situations where they either are going to sit that first year or be on teams that are already have enough in the on, on their roster to compete, maybe not win, but at least have some good games. So since Caleb Williams is the Consensus number one quarterback in this draft. What are we looking at, with Kayla Williams? Overall, like, what are his strengths? What are his weaknesses? What are some things that, as Bear fans, we need to be ready for? Well, first thing I want, want to say is Kayla Williams is the smallest quarterback in this draft. So they have him at six foot one, two fifteen. I think that's an embellishment. I think he might be six foot, but it's it's a little tough. I think he might be closer to five foot eleven. Um, he's not gonna go to the combine of course. He's gonna have a pro day, so we'll know we won't really know his actual height, uh, and out in in our actuality, we're just gonna have to guess on that. But when you look at the other quarterbacks in this draft class, uh Drake May's six foot four, I believe. Yeah, Drake May's six four two thirty. 230. Uh, we got we got Jalen Daniels, former Heisman Trophy winner who's six four two ten. So Three inches taller, uh, around the same weight. We got J J, J. McCarthy, six three, two oh two, more of a bruiser kind of call, um, quarterback. And uh, Penix is six three, about two fifteen as well. And then Bo Nix is six two, two eighteen. So if you want to look at the overall size of it, Caleb is the smallest quarterback in this draft. But he does have a lot of those, a lot of things in the upside. So his upside outweighs his downside. So he is really crafty in the pocket. So whereas last year Fields would get free rushes on him, and he would be able to shrug off those tackles because Fields is a bigger, stronger guy, and he was able to make maneuvers and kind of truck through those, those deep those D tackles but he was quick enough to be able to get around him as well. Caleb Williams is going to ha- ha- use his, sim- his really quick foot speed to be able to make those guys miss in close quarters and, and get out the pocket to be able to make big plays down the field. Uh, he's not really a scrambler. He's more of a guy that's going to be able to extend the play and see guys open and throw the ball to, uh, to him. He does have a really nice th- throwing motion. So. He's really good on the run. He throws the ball on the rope. He is talented. He is very talented. One of the things that I really like about him is that he has a lot of confidence in his arm. And that could go both ways. So, he, Caleb Williams will try to fit things into tight windows. And it worked in college. It worked a lot in college. And is it because he's in the Pac-12? I'm not sure. With those, with those same throws have worked in the Big Ten or the SEC. I'm not sure, but I know. I guess competition. That's the only thing that he can play. Do, do is go against the competition. When he went against them and he was able to pick those balls in those, light, in those tight windows, it worked out. He had 30 touchdowns, and only five interceptions this last year, and this was a down year compared to his highest in trophy year. So, uh, mostly because of wins and losses, the team was really terrible this year, but. Overall, it was a he has he has ability to be able to make plays and be able to extend plays and throw that ball downfield when he needs to. And he have that that crazy amount of confidence. Now, when he goes when it comes to that, some of the one of the biggest weaknesses of his outside of throwing that ball into tight coverages because. It may get picked off on the pros it may not we'll have to we'll have to see and look that the speed in the game may be, may be a little bit different for him may it might take some time for him to adjust that's for every rookie quarterback. his size is one of the things that that scares a lot of people away so six foot one is even if he is six foot one let's just say he is six foot one um he is going to struggle with. Trying to see over those linemen and throwing the ball in intermediate, um, intermediate routes. Uh, that's one of the things that wasn't really shown too much as far as him in college goes. There was, I want to say, instances where he wouldn't throw that short route or um, that short route, but instead he would go and go for that medium route or that deep route on the out on the boundaries. If you can't see over the linemen. Similar to um, Russell Wilson, similar to Kyler Murray, you have to do other things and and work on the edges, and that's what uh, that's that's what is going to help Caleb Williams actually be better in the league. So, uh, but he's about 10 to 15 pounds lighter than Patrick Mahomes playing weight is. He's about an inch or two shorter than Patrick Mahomes um, playing weight is, um, playing height is. So. The comparisons to the two of them are a little bit weird for me because I don't see it, especially in their gameplay. I see more of Calum Murray, a uh, slightly taller version of Calum Murray. But uh, when it comes to being being able to get uh, make plays and be able to extend things in the pocket, I can see that it's, uh, uh, with him is similar to um, to to Patrick Mahomes. So it's going to be very difficult to um, for the Bears to decide because if you do get Caleb Williams if you do decide if Ryan Poles do decides hey does decide that hey Caleb is the guy we're trading Justin Fields away now. Getting a pick, and then we're going to build we're going to build this offense around Caleb Williams. It's one thing that I learned in economics class, and it kind of, it still holds true to me today. It's this thing called opportunity cost, and The opportunity to get Caleb Williams at one means that you're not getting Marvin Harrison Jr. at one or two. And what does that mean for our offense? Can the offense still take that step forward? Are we going to invest as much as we can in the offensive side of the ball? Without getting one of the premier pass catchers in the draft, I think the premier pass catcher in the draft. Even though there are a lot of really good wide receivers in this draft, it's gonna it's it's really interesting to see what's going to happen. In my opinion, Caleb Williams is is not better than Justin Fields week one. If we have Caleb on our team week one. We aren't better than when we had Justin if we do get Marvin Harrison. So, the wide receiving core of DJ Moore, Cole Komet, um, and Marvin Harrison is better than Caleb Williams, DJ Moore, and either Malik, Neighbors, or Romeo and Dues More than likely it's going to be in Dues it it's it's better that way. That first option is better than that second option. But getting Caleb Williams resets the um, resets the salary cap, gives you four more years before you have to pay your quarterback, it does give you time to be able to add more pieces into the into that offense and get the offense moving in a direction that helps you not not just stay in games but actually win those games as well. So it's a real tough one. Honestly, I think that's where how it's gonna go. I think I think the Bears are gonna draft Caleb at number one, and then try to get aggressive and go go back up into into the first round and grab a uh, a grab a wide receiver because the wide receiver options in free agency aren't that great. But we're gonna go over that in the next episode and see what's gonna happen from that point on. It is a it's an intriguing position to be in, especially to be a Bears fan, because we weren't terrible. We weren't terrible, and it's, I don't recall many instances of a team being on a, being on the edge of the playoffs up until the last week of the season, and getting the first round pick, and still having their pick as well. So having two first round picks is really key for this for this rebuild, and it all really depends as well on what teams are willing to offer for Justin Fields. Can we get a future first for Justin Fields? Can we get a first this year for Justin Fields, especially for from a team like Atlanta or the Steelers probably too conservative to give up a first round pick for for Justin, but if Atlanta's picking and McDaniel McDaniels, Williams, and Drake May are gone, and it's a fall off between Michael Penix and Bo Nix does Atlanta say okay look Phils is worth a first this year let's give you guys a first and now we're walking in with 1, 8 and 9 this off season for this, for this draft and we're able to get more weapons maybe um, Brock Bowers maybe we can do a lot more with the offensive side of the ball so it's really curious there's definitely a lot of things that can happen it's a lot of it's a lot of things up for grass but overall just to um just to kind of summarize it the quarterback options for chicago in the free agency market aren't that great so the bears are going to have to go and draft not only draft a not only draft a quarterback because we do have the first overall pick but also i feel like we're going to grab a a vet to try to mentor Caleb Williams and show him the ropes, so that he also has a pretty good to solid uh, mentor. And I think that's what's another part that's missing as well, because Justin didn't have a mentor, and Tyler, B- Tyler Bajan is not a guy that you want to be able to help push your young quarterback. So if you're looking at just guys overall, of course Flacco's in there. Josh Dobbs didn't have a really good season. Minshew is a wild card, but I wouldn't mind seeing Minshew in the Bears uniform as a backup. He can win you a game or two. Uh, Baker Mayfield is another is is another guy. So I know people don't are sour on Baker, but in a backup role, not sure if that's gonna happen. He's only get, he only got paid four million, so a lot of different options. Marcus Mariota's um, available. Tyrod Taylor, who I think obviously would prefer as a men- as a men- in a mentor role as well, because Tyler Tyrod Taylor actually played better than Daniel Jones. So if Caleb isn't that good or he does get hurt, we do have a guy um, in a backup in, Ty- in Tyrod that won't lose his games, just like um, Samitah Beason did, and basically could learn how to be a quarterback from a vet from, from a 34 year old vet. So. Once again, a lot of options, a lot of things, a lot of things to be positive for. This is the reason why I love this time of the year. This is this gives me hope and gives me kind of amped up for the NFL season. But that's all I got for today. I appreciate y'all so much for this episode of the Bet That Up pod. appreciate y'all um, I'll be into next week with the wide receivers and always remember to bet that up.